the free for all roundtable round two on round two today robert turner is here news talk 1010 assistant program director patrick harris is former john tory campaign manager he's at rubicon strategies sabrina nanji with queens park observer good morning to y'all let's get started mark and, Saunders, and he had a 12 and then we're going to hear from look if i have to cut your mics tonight i will i will do that mark saunders you know what they should have got my Aunt Barbara to host that last night. I would have gra- <laughs> gladly seated my seat. Well, I hope next time we do one of those, you can have a taser because uh, that might make it easier. You know what? I was going to say that during the broadcast, but then I thought there'd be all these sensitive people out there who say, oh, and especially in the presence of the police officer. Okay, so uh, Sabrina and Angie, you can take this anywhere. Uh, what did you see aside from seven grown adults all yelling at each other? Well, I was going to say my hat's off to you because it's not easy to moderate seven people on stage. And I have to say, it also wasn't really easy to watch when I was tuning into CP24 last night. Um, I I thought it wasn't really surprising to see pretty much everyone and their mother go after Olivia Chow, who's who's been the front runner for a long time. But I think it might, you know, do her opponents well to at least give her a chance to kind of answer these questions and especially about taxes, which, as she said, you know, she obviously wants to wait till she gets in there, um, look at a budget before she gives specific numbers on this stuff. Um, but if you want to take her down a peg, I mean, maybe let her talk about something that could be pretty unpopular to a lot of people. Um, and, and then I would say love him or hate him. I thought it was cool to hear from Anthony Fury a little bit more um, on this type of stage. I thought Bylaw was a bit shaky to start, but, but it wore off. And I think lastly, you know, I'm going to need a fact check because Mitzi Hunter saying that all the Star Wars movies are her favorite. I mean, that's controversial. (laughs) Give me a break. There's only one right answer there. Um, But, you know, very entertaining. I think debates matter. We're coming down to the wire here. And uh, I'm I'm pumped for to see what happens uh, on the 26th. Okay, Patrick Harris, having managed a successful mayoral campaign, you know your way around debates. Did you see anything last night that you think is going to have any kind of impact on the 26th of June? I did. So I think the I think having Anthony Fury on the stage and I think his performance was uh, was was pretty well received um, or well delivered, I should say. Uh, so I think that can have a big impact because that's the first time anyone's seen him. And now is when everyone is starting to pay attention to the race. I thought Anna Bailau did a good job of separating herself uh, from sort of the rest of the pack in terms of like Bradford and Hunter and Matlow. Um, and really establish herself as the person who has the experience and the policy to sort of be ready on day one, as she said. And I say that I'm obviously biased. Um, and I was uh, I was not uh, not very impressed with the with uh, Mr. Mallow or or Mitzi Hunter's performance. I didn't think they did themselves any favors last night. Um, and especially they had those weird exchanges where they were yelling over each other and just sort of saying each other's name in perpetuity, um, which I didn't think was very effective. And then lastly, uh, you know, for Olivia Chow, um, I, if I was on her campaign team today, I'd probably feel pretty good uh, just because, uh, you know, she got through it, got through it relatively unscathed and uh, and now has, you know, 10 or 11 days to sort of uh, wait this thing out and, and try to try to win. Yeah, it's true. If there was a phrase that describes her election strategy, I think it's I'm rubber and you're glue. That's uh, right. <laughs> keep her head down and march to the voting booth. Uh, I suspect we won't be seeing her doing, you know, 10 events a day for the next uh, 10 days. She'll probably be trying to uh, trying to duck and cover a bit. 
Yeah, and it's a big question mark, Robert Turner. She told me yesterday her people are going to talk with us, but she's the only person who hasn't committed to what I'm calling the exit interview. Yeah, we're uh, trying uh, trying to have uh, have invited all the major mayoral candidates on next week to talk to you because uh, I know there were people saying, you know, an interview would be better than this debate. Well, we we can do both. We can do that. Uh, I like the debate. I, I don't know if you you learn much out of it, but it gives you an opportunity for unexpected things to happen. Maybe it did last night. Maybe it didn't. Um, I think Anthony Fury did well, considering he's never done one of those before, and there'll be a lot of people seeing him for the first time. Uh, and I, you know, it's hard for us to sort of, because we're in this, right? We we have known about this. We've been following along. There, there are a lot of people in Toronto who, once the lawn signs started going up, went, what's going on? Hey. There's a what? Uh, and as we get closer to it, and this, you know, the talk increases, we'll see if there's any movement next week, and if it's enough to change what looks, at this point, kind of inevitably like... Um, Mayor Olivia Chow, because that's the one thing in all the polls, they all agree she's in the lead. Um, here's a strange footnote to all of this as we move on to other issues, but um, I don't think Robert Turner actually saw the debate last night. I was sitting in the room and I was so busy trying to manage it that I yeah. I couldn't follow it the way I would follow a debate if I'd been sitting at home. And boy, next time I'm gonna I want to have a glass of scotch on the desk. I don't. Well, uh, are you gonna take shots every time somebody uses a specific no, phrase or some sort of game? Yeah, hour. that could be fun. Uh, yeah, you you and Lena Latifat had your hands full trying to keep everybody on time. Um, but I thought, you know, I mean, the viewers, the listeners, I think they knew what was going on. You, the, the candidates were, some of them were misbehaving. And I don't think exchanges where, you know, Patrick mentioned the one where it was um, Mitzi Hunter and Josh Matlow just going back and forth against yeah. each other. Well, also Mitzi Hunter and Anna Bailau. That was one of my worst. It, it, but it, I don't think that serves anybody well. Uh, one last thought again uh, on, on this Patrick Harris. I mean, the reason they were behaving like that is because the the horizon is closing or the sun is setting or whatever. Yeah. And I guess they wanted to make an impression. And I have to say, I was so admiring of Natalie Johnson and CTV News because she took that debate and she boiled it down and she made it sound like everybody was reasonable. She did. Uh, I, I heard that report this morning, and uh, and she certainly did that because that was not the debate that that we all saw last night. There, it was really hard to follow at times. You know, you joked about uh, you joked about cutting off people's mics and and having your aunt uh, moderate it. I was thinking, you know, like on YTV when they used to slime people, that might be a good <laughs> a good way to get people to uh, to pay attention and stop talking well, over maybe, each other. Should we change debate formats so that? You can throw people off if they aren't behaving like a hockey game. You know, game misconduct. You've gone over time too many times. Get off the stage. I mean, would that make them behave? Maybe somebody needs to try that. Yeah, well, I did say if any if a fight had broken out, I would wait until they were down on the floor before going in and breaking it out because I'd respect hockey rules. Okay, yesterday afternoon before the debate, Toronto City Council approved another nine kilometers of bike lanes. Uh, Sabrina and Angie, there were two people out of seven last night who were four square against bike paths on major roads. That's uh, Anthony Fury's approach to it anyway. Mark Saunders just wants to reduce the number, but um, here the city marches into the bike lanes. Yeah, I mean, just brace yourselves, uh, especially folks who are driving, because I actually think this is a good thing. I mean, um, I, I just spent a few days in Montreal, um, and every time I'm there, it's like, why can't we have the same nice things in Toronto? Bike lanes, big sidewalks, like traffic flowing freely for the most part. Um, and so I, you know, I, I think this is a good thing. I think it's a bit silly for the people who are out there saying for, uh, you know, we, we need to rip up bike lanes. That's just going to cost more money. Um, I think that's a bit 
of a backwards approach. So I'm I'm all for this. Oh, okay, Patrick Harris, <laughs> what's your reaction to I'm nine not. more kilometers? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think tr- the Toronto Council has uh, has just gone a little nutty with with the bike lane uh, piece. They're they're not. I don't think. Uh, realizing the the public backlash that that exists on them and it, I don't think it's you know I think if you talk to everyone they'd say I support bike lanes like I use bike lanes I use them all the time I think they're great but we need to we need to manage them effectively and like I, I live just off Young Street and the Young Street bike lanes just paralyze the city around Young and St Clair Young and Davisville and it's just it doesn't seem it doesn't doesn't seem to be effective planning and I think the I, I would love to see whoever the next mayor is sort of take a review of those and really sort of see how we can make them more traffic moving. I don't know, John, if you've been downtown recently, but with all the I am right now. University and Adelaide and all the construction, it is just like you can't move. Yeah. I mean, Robert Turner, bikes aren't my problem. The other day I tweeted out a photograph of us being stopped and the guy standing there with a stop sign because they were moving bricks or something to a condo site. And I just thought, why am I sitting here while you build a building? Well, but that's the problem. It's not just bike lanes. It's all of it to combined. Uh, and there is no scenario where we get out of this, where traffic in Toronto, whoever becomes mayor on June 26th, traffic in Toronto is not going to magically change. Nope. Um, if we start doing the kind of building that all of them are talking about doing whether for the different housing plans, that's going to gum up a lot of streets. I don't know what, where, what the right mix is for bike lanes and traffic. I think we've been adding them and not looking at the impact necessarily. Uh, and I also think it's really hard to do it because we're doing it with data that's incomplete because it's coming off the pandemic where we're still not living the way we were back in 2019, 2018. So I, I don't know what the right answer is, but I also think it highlights the fact council's moving ahead with this, right? So there were enough votes to do it. So if Anthony Fury or Mark Saunders, who I think are the two who have issues with the bike lanes, if they get in, what are they going to do about it? Because they need council to do things unless they're going to use strong mayor powers for everything. Yeah, I think everybody, anybody who thinks any of the candidates is going to go in on day one and, okay, everything they said they were going to do during the election, I guess that's going to happen now. They have to deal with council. Oh, yeah. No, there's and there's uh, certain sort of mini caucuses, undeclared perhaps, who are going to say, yeah, what? Just try it. Um, let's move on to every day I have a favorite piece of audio. This is today's favorite. This is reporters reacting when Marco Mendicino, the federal public security minister, came out, made a statement about this Bernardo fiasco, and then turned and walked away. And you can hear the reporters going, whoa, 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 whoa. Of, of, of the actions that we've taken today. And all? I'll be happy how to take it, more Okay. Uh, Sabrina and Angie, I mean, you've uh, probably had to pester a cabinet minister at Queen's Park, but that's quite something. Yeah, we, we haven't really seen that in, in a while, um, but I, I think that deserves to be like our next heritage moment because it, it's true, you know? There, there are questions here and things are just not adding up. I mean, obviously this case was traumatizing for our country. People are having a very visceral reaction. So the fact that we're like quibbling over process, I think is not going to fly. Um, and I think, you know, that, that Mendicino's uh, head could be on the chopping block here um, and potentially some staffers too. I mean, I can think of some circumstances where a staffer will not tell a minister about something. Um, the cynic in me is thinking, you know, about plausible deniability. But at the end of the day, if you're going to see pa- Paul Bernardo's fa- uh, name 
name on a list of people getting moved, um, you know, I, I think I would be running to the minister's office and certainly staffers I know would be doing the same thing. And so I, I think, you know, this is not his first stumble on the file. Something's going to have to happen. Trudeau is not going to want this to keep dogging him as it has been. And so I think it might be a bit of a, like a, a mini shuffle or, or something bigger to kind of ease the blow. But I, I think, you know, heads are, are going to have to roll here. Thank you all. That's our time. Appreciate this on a Friday morning, a sweet, sweet Friday morning. Patrick Can't we Harris, just keep talking? Robert Turner. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I, I've gotten so used to I was going to gonna talk over everybody. I had a whole thing planned. All right, fine. <laughs> Sabrina Nanji. And uh, that's our time. My thanks to a complicated morning, but we got her done. Nick Mirano and uh, Joe Cristiano. Thanks to you for listening. Mark Tui's in for Jerry Agar. Uh, you'll hear some of the best conversations of the week, including Nick Mason of Pink Floyd on our weekend show. And uh, that's about it. I'm done. I went home last night and poured a scotch. Maybe I'll do that this morning. I think most of you know that I used to teach uh, preschool. (laughs) So don't make me break out the parachute. Catch the round table. Round one at 745. Round two at 845. Weekday mornings on more in the morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.